0: Listening Dog Media. World Premier Plays, exclusive to the Pod Play.
1: It's night time in Manchester, 2am, and the path is lit by white streaks of street lamps as George Best makes his way onto Blackfriars Bridge.
0: So long Here right back Where I started from Don't think I can Carry on Oh no I think I've Fallen Found myself in a stunning Plot Hung my head until I forgot Don't know If it's gonna stop Oh god I hear You calling cold my head, it numbs my pain Cold, cold, cruel, northern rain It numbs my brain It takes it all away
2: It takes it all away Another Saturday night in the Brown Bull where... Hey! everybody loves me and wants to buy me a drink. It would be bad manners to turn them down, right? A pint of vodka and lemonade please then, mate. You should see their faces. A few of them down my neck. And then, only then, can I relax and be the person they want me to be. The one they call Georgie Boy. That pub was a broken-down old shithole in the corner of Chapel Street, in the dirty old town before I started going in there. It rattled when the trains on the bridge alongside roared past. So nobody ever bothered with it. Who wants to keep getting their paint spilt right? But not anymore though. The spitting dust on the floor is still there. But I've added a touch of gold dust. Now it's my place, Georgie's place, the inn place. Anybody who matters in this city drinks in there to be seen. The Manchester inn crowd. They come from the nearby Granada Studios the Coronation Street mob, actors, the drop-dead gorgeous starlets, writers and poets, rock stars, models, footballers, boxers and gangsters.
1: George looks at his watch. He yawns. He appears tired. So very tired.
2: It's two in the morning. I've just woken up and the pub was empty. Those pints of vodka and lemonade should be enough to knock an elephant out. But not me. That's why the landlord gave me my own room upstairs. You lock up, George, he said. I've left you a drink in the bar. I'm good for business, see. I can't sleep. I never sleep and I need some air. And so, here I am. Walking over Blackfriars Bridge. To where? God knows.
1: Suddenly, in front of him, George spots a plump figure stood on the bridge wall ...seemingly getting ready to jump. He's dressed as a circus clown.
2: What the? Hey you! Get off there, you mad bastard! Oh,
3: piss off. Leave me alone.
2: Ah, oh, come on, mate. Nothing that's bad enough to make you want to do this.
3: Hang on a minute. You're George fucking best. Aye, I am. Um,
2: last time I looked.
3: Yeah, yeah well bugger off, George. I'm a blue anyway. This has nothing to do with you. I just want to end it all.
2: What? City aren't that bad. I'm not talking about bloody city. What then, your life?
3: Well, I'm not up here for the view, am I? Of course life, everything. The fact that I'm not funny anymore. I mean, look at me miserable face. I even make the custard flans go stale.
2: (laughs) Well, you're making me laugh.
1: The clown climbs back off the wall and walks across to face George, his large floppy-like feet landing like small skis in front of him.
3: What's so bloody funny, George? You. You're funny. Yeah, well, much appreciated. But this isn't part of me act. what kind of clown am I? The only way I can make people laugh is by threatening to jump off a Blackfriars bridge every night. Kind of a limited run.
2: Not really got legs, has it? Maybe you could get a parachute. Blow your horn in the way down.
3: Ha <laughs> ha! Hey! Now that's funny. You're wasted as a footballer, you. Let me shake your hand. The name's Charlie Canzone, ex-professional clown, formerly of Billy Smarts. After being sacked tonight and all but fired out of the circus by the human cannonball. Well
2: that's how you ended up here then, eh, Charlie? Fired
3: by a cannonball? No, don't be silly, George. I got the 52 bus from Bellevue, bought myself a bottle of whisker, a few blobs in Yates to drum up more courage and wobbled down here to finish it.
2: Didn't you stand out a little in the pub dress
3: like that? Bloody hell, George. When was the last time you were in Yates? True. Listen, where are you going to sleep tonight? I've nowhere to go. My home's always been the circus. This little suitcase here, apart from what I'm wearing, is all I have in the world. But even dressed like this, if I'm with you, I could be your wingman with the ladies. What do you think? Wouldn't
2: hold your breath, Charlie.
3: (laughs) Charming, that. Any more I'll blow me on in your ear. Come on, mate. Let's have a sit down on the bridge wall here. I promise I won't jump now. <laughs> You've cheered me up. By the way, I heard you had a half decent game today, didn't you, George? Not bad. Come on.
2: We won it 2, and I got 6. Amber could have had 10.
3: Yeah, only Northampton, though. It isn't sitter. We decided you out. I have to ask you, Charlie do all City fans dress like you? Hurry, George! I'm the one with the big red nose and the funny feet. I do the jokes, okay?
2: Fair enough. Do
3: you mind if I ask you something, George? Ask away, Charlie. Why do you drink so much?
2: Er, because I I, I like it, I suppose. What about you?
3: Ah, I see what you did there. Put the ball through my legs and then passed it back. I'm different to you, George. You have everything a man can ask for. I'm
2: not so sure about that, Charlie.
3: <laughs> oh, the, the roar of the Stretford End. The acclaim. Girls want you. Men want to be you. Me even. And I'm a blue. Everybody loves you, Georgie boy.
2: It isn't all it's cracked up to be. Sometimes I feel like I'm drowning. rather be here out talking with you. Tell me, th- how old was you when you joined the circus?
3: You're a good lad, George. I mean, how many others would take the time and understanding to help soothe the messed-up troubled soul of an unfunny suicidal clown? I was 15 when I joined. I started from the bottom up. I cleaned out the lions' and elephants' cages every morning and night. I'd top up Marco, the blind knife-throwers' whiskey with water. I'd ignite Fergus the fire-eater's torch and stand right back. I'd pad myself up, whilst the world's strongest man, the magnificent Mickey muscles from deepest Magnolia, Mongolia even. His thick scouse accent always made me a little skeptical. I trimmed the bearded lady's beard. I'd tango with the shackle dancing bear. I swear I saw a teardrop from his eye once. I'd help out the one-armed juggler. Then there was my heroes. The most miserable bunch of bastards you could ever wish to meet. da, 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 da. I give you the clowns. Mm. I swear you had to pay him a smile. It was Ollie the Pint Pot, so-called for obvious reasons. Rags, not so obvious. The most smartly turned out clown you'd ever wish to see. Rags would sleep in a dicky boat. And last but forever least, Charming Headhead. So named because he was the rudest man on the planet. Even all this apart, when these three were performing in the big top, I'd watch enthralled and laugh louder than any paying child in the audience. The difference being between me and them, I was learning that the magic came about in the timing. Their routine over the years was was tuned to perfection. The falling off bikes and ladders, the hooting horns, the custard flans, the buckets of water jokes. I practised, until by the time I was 19 I'd be trusted to stand in if one of them was ill. Then one day, the all-powerful ringmaster and king of all our worlds, Billy Smart, pulled me into his caravan and spoke those wonderful words. Get your red nose cleaned. It's time, Charlie boy. Charming Eddie had finally burnt too many bridges. And one night, after he was caught in a drunken and embarrassing situation with one of the show's ponies, (laughs) Billy got rid. So, cue the blaring trumpets. Charlie Canzone was the new clown in town. Everybody loved me and I loved them. I could put a joker smile on the Mona Lisa. Whilst it lasted 20 years and more, I was in clown heaven. Until... until the laughing stopped. And then came the silence. The boos and the jeering, swiftly followed by the immortal, dreadful words no self-respecting clown can bear to hear. You're not funny! A hush went round the ring, sniggering in the front rows. Billy Smart sighed and took note. The bearded woman shook her head and stroked her beard. Mickey Muscles shed a tear The shackled bear rattled his chain in despair And the human cannonball fired himself off In the last post tribute It was all over So here I am An out of work, unfunny clown
2: Whoa
3: We did ask
2: (laughs) I'm sorry mate, Uh, I really am
3: Ah, Just the tears of a clown George I'll bounce back Give me a custard flan and a horn and I'll be back on the bike in no time.
2: Nothing more certain, Charlie. That's your calling. Something you were put on this earth to do. To make people laugh. It gives meaning to you being around. A meaning in life. Meaning in life?
3: Well, like that. What's yours, George?
2: The meaning of life for me at the moment is getting to the bottom of a glass as fast as I can. So I can have the next, and then the next...
3: (sighs) I don't agree, George. The meaning of life is just what's around the next corner. Me and you here, lost souls in a sleeping city. Listen, the rattling hummer trains, dog barking, police siren, that canal path down there. I believe life is a series of roads, George. We choose ourselves which ones we travel down. You hide in the bottom of a glass, if you don't mind me saying your vision and clouds your judgement. That's not your road
2: mate. <laughs> Am I being judged by a clown? I meant no offence, mate. None taken, Charlie. Though I find it a little rich this coming from someone who hides his tears behind face paint. You should try living in my shoes, just for one day. Get rid of those floppy feet.
3: <laughs> How difficult can it be, George? you judge Best for Christ's sake. That should be enough. Why are the booze, lad? Why, why the need to reach the bottom of the glass every night? Excuse me, but <clears throat> what is the problem here? How difficult?
2: No, you're right, Charlie, because really, what problems do I have? I have the whole fucking world at my feet. I'm Georgie boy, and every girl in this city wants to sleep with me in the glorious Mancunian light of day. The trumpets blow, the girls and boys both scream my name. On the pitch I make grown men go weak at the knees. Off at grown women, married and not, hand me their numbers. They knock on my hotel door. I'm the boy who's got it all. So why do I only feel safe and sane at the bottom of a glass? And here, in the dead of night, amid the back-slapping and cheering crowds of love and adulation, why am I always in a crowd of one, Charlie? Why? Look, look, Look at those black skies. For me, they're like a cloak. They make me invisible. I love the peace and the stillness of night, I can hide in the shadows, I can I can walk the streets without people looking in my eyes in my fucking space and screaming, You're Georgie Best! I love you and I hate you, but I really want to be you. So, just like you, Charlie, I give them the painted smile. No one should be me because I don't want to be me. I'm treated like a god and thought of as special because I can kick a ball about. So what? So what? Best by name, best by nature, they say. Well, that isn't me. Let the trumpets blow for somebody else. The truth is, I can't handle it. I'm just a sad and sorry bastard who can't handle the fame. That song, Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. I don't want any off you or anybody. I just want to have a drink.
3: I'm not the Devil, George. I'm really not. <clears throat> though I do know of him.
2: You sound more like a priest than a clown at the moment, Charlie. Was it a vocation at one time? I'm a believer, George. Like the monkeys. Who are you, Charlie? R- really, who's behind that mask of yours?
3: <sighs> well, at least it worked for a while. What worked? What's going on? I have a confession to make. I'm not really who I claim to be. Oh,
2: don't tell me. A reporter? The bloody news of the world?
3: No. I'm your guardian angel, George. The clown story, impressive, I must admit. And I apologise for my little white lie. Oh, I must admit. I thought I made my entrance tonight with my usual flair. Don't you think?
2: I've had a lot to drink tonight, but no more than normal. Please tell me you're kidding, Charlie. I'm not ready to go. I'm only 24. Oh, don't
3: worry. There's no full-time whistle. You're not going anywhere. Yet.
2: Okay, I'll... Play along with a charade. I've had weirder nights. What are you doing here, Mr Guardian Angel?
3: I was out of ideas, George. I was worried watching you drinking yourself into a stupor every night. And I knew I needed to do something drastic. My responsibility, after all. I have to be honest, mate. You'd have a full-time job.
2: (laughs) Well, Charlie, if that's your real name, your plan has worked. If this revelation hasn't made me want to have another drink again, then... Nothing, Will. And again. On the other hand, I might need a drink to get over it.
3: Charlie is my real name. And it wasn't easy to come here tonight, believe me. Stuff like this is frowned upon. Well, you do it for one and you have to do it for everyone, they scream. But you, you've been given a golden ticket. I had to go right to the top and get special permission off the boss to travel here in this clobber.
2: The boss? Who's Sir Matt?
3: Don't be silly now, George. You know exactly who I'm talking about.
2: If you are who you claim to be, Charlie, prove it.
3: What? Show you my wings? I can't fly in this outfit.
2: Tell me something about my future. I I can't do that. Come on, Charlie. You say you're an angel. You've got magical powers in
3: those floppy feet of yours. I can tell you there's two paths you can travel down, George, after tonight. I'm just here this evening to try and guide you down the right one.
2: So I have a choice?
3: Of course. Everyone has a choice.
2: Which one is more fun, Charlie? The shorter one, George. So let me get this straight. The fun one is a short path to the cemetery. The other... not so?
3: You could surmise that, George.
1: I couldn't possibly comment.
2: Blow your horn if I'm right.
1: Charlie waits a moment. As if contemplating. Then blows loud. It echoes across the dark skies.
3: The other one it is then. Good lad, George. You've made a sad clown very happy tonight.
2: Before your cloud arrives, Charlie. There's one thing I need to know.
3: Oh, you watch too many movies, George. What is it?
2: Please tell me you don't really support Man City.
0: <laughs>
3: don't be ridiculous, George. I'm a guardian angel, not a clown. Good to know. (laughs) No more booze, then. What about the birds? As the boss says, find yourself a nice girl, George, and settle down.
2: Mine or your boss? Both. Sir
3: Matt, then? Just one thing. When I go, you head back and don't talk to anyone, am I clear?
2: Ah, come on, Charlie, I'm an affable... George!
3: No one! Okay, bloody hell. Thanks, George. You're the good lad. I've enjoyed our chat tonight. Now i better go.
1: Charlie picks up his small suitcase off the floor and shakes George's hand, then looks up towards the sky. Taxi for
3: Charlie!
1: So long, George. Charlie vanishes, and George is left looking utterly bemused and once more alone.
2: Bye, Charlie, lad. Lovely to meet you.
1: George yawns and, feeling tired, starts to head back off the bridge to the brown bull, only to look up and see a figure watching him. This one also is dressed as a clown, though far more sinister, with horns on either side of a curly wig. He steps out of the mist and shadows towards George.
4: Good evening, George. I believe you've been speaking to a friend of mine.
2: No, not another one. I'm afraid you've just
4: missed them. That's too bad. Let me introduce myself. My name is Gobbo Hornface.
2: Lovely name. Do you and Charlie work together? Well,
4: not exactly. You can say we're in similar lines of work. I did
2: say to Charlie I wouldn't (laughs) speak to anyone else tonight.
4: Come on, George. You're a grown man.
1: Gobbo pulls out a hip flask takes a large swig, then wipes his lips. His eyes locked on George.
4: Vodka and lemonade. I
2: love it. Do you want a drink? Uh, No thanks. Uh, I don't anymore. I've given up. When? Tonight.
4: (laughs) Must say, I'm a a real fan of yours, George. Both on and off the pitch. I see plenty of you in action in my job.
2: So you're also not a full-time clown gobbo, like Charlie? What, is it just a hobby dressing like that?
4: (laughs) Well, between me and you George, this is just a disguise. I have many faces.
2: (laughs) What are you, a private detective?
4: Not quite, not quite. Interesting news on you giving up the booze though.
2: I made a promise and uh, it's one I intend to keep.
4: Such a terrible thing though. Don't you think George? All the fun of the fair and that. So much enjoyable with a large drink in your hand. Uh,
2: all good things must come to an end, Gobbo.
1: Gobbo takes another large swig from the hip flask and again wipes his mouth clean. He's smiling wide.
4: George, it, it tastes so delightful. Are you sure I can't Tell you?
2: Like I said, I, I made a promise.
4: Well, here's to you, George. Take some fucking bottle, what you're doing.
1: Gobbo finishes the vodka and lemonade, then throws the hip flask into the canal.
4: So, who did you make this promise to then? Let me guess. Charlie Canzone. Unfunny clown and guardian angel extraordinaire.
2: The very same. I take it you're here to speak about the other path.
4: Well, let's, uh, let's just say... The client I represent can show you a different way.
2: Oh yeah? Got horns like you, has he? (laughs) Hard work then, is he your boss?
4: Two, actually. And he's someone who always gets what he wants.
2: Sounds a real hard-faced bastard.
4: He has his moments. Isn't anybody like him? That's for sure.
2: What is it you do for him?
4: I collect mostly.
2: Is he some kind of loan shark?
4: He most certainly is, George. The best in his field. What the man giveth, he can easily take back. And more.
2: Can't be easy for you
4: sometimes. What do you mean?
2: Well, having to threaten people to pay up.
4: (laughs) I very rarely have to threaten. All done by trick and deception, you see. I normally only show when there's no way back. When the party's over. And they're resigned to the inevitable. I'm a very busy man because there's always someone who needs a kick up the backside to get a move on.
2: I'm not sure I understand, Gobbo.
4: It's quite simply, really, George. You see, I'm the Grim Reaper. I collect lost souls and my boss had a particular eye on yours tonight.
2: You're just a lunatic. Piss off!
4: Wake up and smell the roses, George. You know it's true.
2: Well, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I've no intention of going anywhere with you. Whether it's to heaven, hell, or the bloody debtor's prison.
4: Do me a favor, George. You have no choice. I only work for one. And isn't the man upstairs with the long beard and the white pearly gates who pretends all is well in this world?
2: I have free will. Charlie told me that and I chose no.
4: <laughs> I must say I'm, I'm disappointed. I was looking forward to showing you off. Showing me off? You're a big prize, George. A treasured soul. Bloody hell, isn't it obvious? What do you think I'm doing here? I don't enjoy dressing with a bloody clown. I've got far better things to do.
2: Oh, excuse me for ruining your night. And what makes you so certain you could have changed my mind?
4: gift of the gobbo, I suppose. I rarely fail.
2: Well, you have tonight.
4: Fair dues, George. I'll just have to leave the matter in the hands of someone I'm certain won't let me down.
2: Who? You, of course. No chance. My mind is made up and I'm not heading down your path.
4: (laughs) We'll see. Dress warm anyway. Georgie boy Sweet dreams
1: Gobbo vanishes into thin air
2: Not again I knew from the off he wasn't a proper clown anyway Had his wig on back to front Here to lead me into temptation, I ask you I don't need any help with that Where will it all go wrong, George? People may ask Well, it may not do Not just yet I made my promise to Charlie and I intend to keep it. I hope from somewhere I I might find the courage, but hey, who knows. When the time does come for the last bell, when they call my name, time gentlemen please, let's say a prayer for the dearly departed. I'd prefer they made it a toast. So that concludes the story. I'm George Best and a I so need to sleep. If I listen really closely now, I can hear the sound of Manchester and millions of people softly breathing. Eyes shut, but soon they'll be waking. Me, I'll probably still be awake, and being totally honest, we'll probably need a drink. Maybe not a pint of vodka lemonade, just a half. Don't you just love a farce, eh? For as the line in the song goes, Send in the clowns. And they did. But in the end it'll make no difference. It'll be my fault and no one else's
3: affair.
0: Right. Don't you know The sun comes up, the moon goes down.